0: Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. $500,000 in legal fees. Hey, uh, Scott Taylor, that's a true story. Put Scotty up for me. Put put Mr. Taylor up. Can you hear me, Scott?
1: I can hear you loud and clear, Roy.
0: Okay. That's a true story.
1: Yeah, I know. I I I, I read it, and it was... uh...
0: No, you didn't read my story. That my, my my story about the cop is a true story.
1: It, no, that that I believe. Oh, yeah. well, I think both I believe both of them.
0: <laughs> the guy was I mean, the guy was great. He walked up to the car, and he said, "Great song." Yeah,
2: and
1: I uh, I, I, you know, I love that. So, one one time I was I was also hailed by a by an officer. I had my son in the car at the time, and he said that you know how fast I was going, and I I told him, and it was clearly above the limit, which I thought was way too low. And then he said to me, he said. <laughs> I told him my name. He said, aren't you the guy who writes those, those columns in the local paper? And I go, yeah. He goes, eh, just go.
0: Oh, nice. <laughs> so it, it helped. It, it does help. It this this Florida State cop was just great. He just stood there by the side of the car, and he listened to the he listened to 25 or 64 right along with me, and then we started talking about how fast I was going. <laughs> he asked me where I was going. I said, I'm going down to West Palm to play golf. He said, have a great time in yeah, Florida, that's, Roy. That's a good that's Yeah, yeah, it was pretty cool. And it's not a Brian Williams story. You know, yeah, it really, no, it's a real story. Really real <laughs> Um, so we have this five hundred thousand dollars in legal fees in a trial which lasts thirty six days. Yeah. First, first thing I think, when I, and I saw the story and it was in the National Post, and I want to give credit to uh, the the writer Ashley Zanity. Uh, I saw when I first saw that I thought that has to be a criminal trial, right? But she wrote right, right away yeah. that it wasn't a criminal court case; it was a family court case, and it had to do with court ordered access to a seven year old child, um, and and the mom was difficult so difficult that the seven-year-old child if she did anything with her father became so extremely worried and if uh, she went with her dad to get a haircut this is this real quickly and then we'll get Scott will interpret all this for us the seven-year-old child was so worried that she went with her dad to get a haircut that she became ill vomited from stress and soiled herself because she was worried about how her mother would react that she went for a haircut with her dad yeah. mm-hmm. what is what is the, what is this kid what is scott what is it about what do we got going on here
1: well you know what well well, to be clear now when we see the heading it's 500,000 lawyers fees um i'm not going to defend the fees although i wasn't involved in this particular case that that would typically be the price from beginning to the end of trial it wouldn't as far as i'm aware now there might i might be wrong about that but i think i'm correct to say that it's still way too much money it's it's way too much money. But it, there's lessons to be learned, Roy, from this particular case. And that's, when, I read a, when I read a story like this, I, I look at what people should do, can do, and often don't do to reduce so that they don't become the poster child for yet another $500,000 custody battle.
0: Okay, so as the family lawyer, and joining us from Vancouver, and Scott's website is com. Um tell our listeners what the story is about please.
1: Well, well, this particular story was was a, a father who uh was basically trying to exercise what it appears to be a shared custody parenting agreement with uh with their, with her child, with her daughter. And and it, it appears that it got to the point where as you've already mentioned, any contact that the father would have with uh, with his daughter would would basically uh, propel uh, the mother into acting outrageously, and, and the worst part, the worst part is, you know, what she would do uh, or what she would say to this child. And we, we've heard the phrase parental alienation, and that is one parent who is so viciously, viciously opposed to the relationship that the other parent has with the child that. They're trying to sabotage that relationship, and, and the judge in this particular case, uh, quite interestingly, uh, said he blamed this on on the mother, on the mother's activity, and and and. The, but the lesson to be learned, Roy, is if you behave this way, what you risk doing is losing your child. And what what this judge finally did, and the only thing this judge could do in such a highly emotionally destructive. Uh, behavior on the part of one client, this judge said, "You know what? You're not making decisions for this child anymore. I'm going to let the husband make the decisions involving this child." Now, you know the other part right about this story is we haven't heard the end of this or the rest of the story, as it used to be called. We don't know where this is going to go because the judge made an order, but nothing involving children is final. <laughs> It's fine. No. This isn't final. This, no. is, this is until, until there's another dispute and the parties get in front of the judge yet again.
0: Let me just read a couple of lines from the opening of the story by this this, this column, this column by Ashley Zanaday on uh, on uh, National Post. Um, seven-year-old. And the name of the young girl in the story has been changed. Her mother's name, last name excluded in order to protect their privacy. Seventy-year-old Penny is swimming under the July sun when a baby tooth pops out. As her father scrambles to retrieve the wayward tooth from the watery depths, the young girl grows anxious and agitated. She's not just worried about whether the tooth fairy would appear, but because Mummy's going to be mad because important things are supposed to happen with Mommy, not Daddy, and she gets mad when Penny does anything without her, even homework at her father's house. From karate classes, I'm jumping ahead a little bit, from karate classes to soccer matches, Jackson, this is the father, Mm -hmm. fought for years for even the most basic access to Penny, at one point begging Eileen the mother, to obey the suggestions of a social worker tapped to facilitate their shared custody. The judge called it a perfect storm of unbridled, destructive emotions spun from the mother's, quote, obsessive, smothering possessiveness toward their young child. As I read those words, I become so concerned about this kid.
1: Yeah, yeah, right. And it's always the children who suffer the most when, when their parents are engaged in this toxic, it's all, it, you know, children, you know, often, you know, people will come to me and I say, how old are your children? And, and i say, how are your children doing in this situation? Inevitably, for some reason, people seem to have blinders on when it involves their children. And they're going through these, 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 these situations. They'll say, uh, you know, Billy or whatever, Jane, they're doing fine. And then when you drill down deeper, you find that's not the case at all. You know that the children are either having problems at school; they can't go to sleep; they're they're anxious; they're depressed. These these children are like little sponges; they pick up everything.
0: These little, and we're talking about little kids. In this in this story, a seven-year-old. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you know, right, It it starts, and again, we don't know. You know, by the time this this child is seven, you know, by the time this child is seven, Roy. Uh, I don't know when these parties separated when this child, you, you know, was this child two, three, four, five? It doesn't say. But this child has been exposed likely to years, years of toxic behavior and language and everything else. And, and how can that not directly impact this young child? Oh, yeah. This incident with the tooth is a perfect example. Yeah. So Mom's going to get mad. And that's... That, that is, such, that is the, the tragedy. I mean, the, the, the tragedy is spending so much money, but the, the real tragedy is how is this little girl going to develop relationships of her own in the future when, when she has her only experience of, of her mom and her father is this, is this destructive relationship? What, what example, what model of, 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 of domesticity is this for this young girl?
0: Let me take let me take a quick let me take a quick break Scott and we'll come back and we'll talk more Scott Taylor is with the family lawyer in Vancouver underappeal.com is his web page his website and we're talking about this case of um, this little girl 7-year-old Penny and um, the obsessive nature of her mother and the father was granted custody by the judge but it was 36 days in court and half a million dollars in legal fees and then I I look at this and I see that a you child know, child is harmed for life. I'm just gonna repeat what was written here partly. Um, Penny was extremely worried because she went with her dad to get her haircut. This this child became ill, vomited from stress, soiled herself before and would soil herself before leaving one parent to visit the others. There's a couple of stories together there. My number is triple eight two two five eight two five five, triple eight two two five eight two five five or four one six eight seven oh sixty four hundred. Um, I know there are people listening now across Canada who have had some disturbing situations as um, you tried to create a a workable relationship with your former spouse, your former significant other, and children were involved. I don't know how much you want to tell us, but when you hear this particular story that Scott's explaining to us from his experience with Family Lawyer, does any of that resonate with you? I mean, have you been caught in a situation, involved in a situation where children were caught in the middle of a fight between parents? Triple A is the number to call. We'll come back.
3: You mess with the ball. You bull, mess with the ball. You, you get the horns. The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network.
0: 888 225 or 416-870-6400 are the numbers to call. Have you found yourself in family court uh, on in a dispute over access, custody, support? And did it ever turn out to be a satisfactory experience? We're talking to Scott Taylor. Underappeal.com is his website, Family Lawyer in Vancouver about the story that was in the National Post, worst kind of custody dispute, ends with $500,000 in lawyer's fees, and speaks about the emotional destruction, because, it may, I mean, that's what it sounds like, the emotional destruction of a 7-year-old girl, because the mother was so obsessive about keeping the 7-year-old girl away from her father. The father was a cop, and uh, the mother and the father split up. Initially, they'd had a reasonably good relationship, um, sharing, you know, access to the child, and then the father... Developed a relationship with a female police officer, and 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 uh, and she's his fiance now, and I guess that set the mother off.
1: Oh, oh, so. Roy, Roy, just on that particular topic, um, here's what people need to keep in mind: at when the relationship falls apart initially, let's just say both parties, both parties are it's irreconcilable. Both parties have said the relationship is at an end. During that first several months of, of after the relationship is over, the child is going back and forth. Everybody is as happy as, as pie. Everyone, people will come to me in my practice and say, you know what? Things are working out fantastic right now with my ex. It, even better than they've ever worked out. We're sharing the child. Things are just super duper. I look at them and I say, you know what? Now's a really good time to put it in writing or get something in writing, preferably because I said when you have a girlfriend or a boyfriend, things will fall apart, guaranteed. And guess what happens? Just what happened in this particular case, all hell breaks loose when one of the parties develops another relationship.
0: And, and the I, I, child becomes the person in the yeah. middle.
1: Oh, well, of course. Well, because, because,
0: I mean, is that, is that standard, Scott? Is that just the standard formula?
1: Well, it is because because it's not just that, that dad or mother has another relationship. But yeah. guess what? It's the fact there's another individual involved in the lives of the children. That That is what drives okay. the other person absolutely. Uh,
0: let um, me get let me get a caller on. Mark is calling from Toronto. I'll put him just for the studio. I'm going to put him on the right bank. Uh, Mark, go ahead, please. You're listening yeah. to this?
4: Yeah, I am, Roy. It's uh, you know what? It's a really, really sad situation. Uh, my daughter will be 25 uh, this November. My relationship had been thrown out the window with her a long time ago. Uh, when we split up, uh, at about uh, when she was about a year and a half year old, uh, the mother became just. I mean, it was just outrageous. I mean, there was there was uh, you know, I have uh, I have visit, visitation rights. Once the mother finds, uh, you know, finds out, well, I don't want her spending time with me because I come from a well-to-do family, the child might get used to that. So she ended up, she went through, uh, except even, I had to track my daughter down. She, she had her registered in the school under an assumed name. I tried to take her to my father's funeral He's out of town. He, her and her mother literally drove all the way up there because there was a fear I wouldn't bring her back. And then I find out it's, 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 it's something that, that even becomes almost like it's inherited because I now found out through the process that she didn't even know who her real father was because her mother probably did that to her. And it's just, and it destroyed the child. My daughter became a total wreck. Terrible in school. Um you know and like I said I became Mark I didn't even become the father anymore when I called you know to talk to her it's Mark's on the phone you know it's really sad and I you know I sympathize with uh, with this family's going through
0: and it's 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 destroyed your relationship with your daughter now
4: No oh, I have none she's been born you know she's been raised you know that Mark's this Mark's a bad guy because when you go for your visitation right and they deny you. You can call the police all you want. What the police tell you is that, you know what, pal, go back to court. They don't enforce the orders. They enforce the financial side, but they don't enforce the
1: visitation
0: or the custody. All sound familiar to you, Scott?
1: Yeah, yeah. Sadly, uh, you know, sadly so. Police uh, will involve, will simply tell the parties, you know, they're not They're not, not going to enforce uh, visitation or access. Uh, whatever the case is, you go back to court. Okay, uh, just
0: just let me. I'm going to have to take a break in a second, Mark. Before you go, do you have any hope of being able to establish a relationship with your daughter? She's what? You said she's 25.
4: No, uh, well, you know what? That's all you can base it on. Roy, is hope. I, you know, I tried to explain this to the mother from the get go. That you know uh, what? It's
0: maybe, not maybe you about talk. You. Maybe you talk to the daughter. Daughter and forget the. Maybe get an intermediary, I don't know, I'm just grasping at straws here, get a third party to create a, a meeting between the two of you.
4: The only, the only advice I can give to people, like I tried to explain to the mother at no. the time, it's not about you, it's not about me, it's about the kids. So okay. put your differences aside, and that's where it goes from there. Mark,
0: thank you very much for the call. 888 225 8255 6400 Have you found yourself in the middle of a relationship mess, which has involved children, and maybe you've gone to family court. How did it turn out for you? You're hearing one case. Scott Taylor's going to stay with us under a... Peel.com is his website. He's in Vancouver. Think
3: you can swim with the sharks? Talk with Mr. Great White himself, Roy Green. The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network.
0: And I talk to my friend Mark Yost in a few minutes. Time writes on the business of sport for the Wall Street Journal. Mark's going to join us from Chicago where a White Sox player has uh, set aside over $13 million in his uh, salary. He's retired because the team will not let him take his 13-year-old son to, uh, to work every day. Thirteen million bucks. Back to this story. It's uh, just Let me just read you a couple of lines, and we'll go to your calls. Back to Scott Taylor, underappeal.com, family lawyer in Vancouver. Just listen to this, and then your calls. It's 2014, and Penny, that's the little girl, has spent the last two years in the crossfire of her parents' cold war of a divorce. Quote, the worst kind of custody dispute, end quote, according to the January ruling from Ontario Superior Court Justice Alec Pazaratz. After a 36-day trial, a length more common for a criminal hearing than a custody dispute, they spent half a million dollars on lawyers. Quote, What will it take to convince angry parents that nasty and aggressive litigation never turns out well, Pazarats wrote, in a recent follow-up to that ruling in which he awarded Penny's father, uh, Davis Jackson, $192,000 in costs. The judge lambastes the parents for having, quote, squandered money that could have been benefited their now 8-year-old daughter. 100. The money, you know, Scott, the money is huge, but when you think of the damage to the kid, it's it's almost irrelevant. Let me put Dallas on from Regina. Hey, Dallas.
3: First of all, a long-time listener, first-time caller, and this is a topic that really hit home for me, so I'm glad I get to, uh, to talk to you about this. Um, first of all, yeah, you know, I, I think a lot of it comes down to, like, I'm a 28-year-old single father of two children, and uh, I know one of the, the, one of you individuals had talked about, well, get it in writing. If things are going great, get it in writing as far as, you know, visitation. I'll be honest with you, doesn't work because I had to go, I use legal aid, mind you, I didn't actually have to financially kick out money and legal fees, but a lot of the, like, there's a lot of father's movements and things like that going on, not extremist father's movements, but in the judicial system, that lawyer you're talking about that re-granted money back, that's great. But Roy, if you look at literally 90% of the cases, the lawyers don't care, the judicial system doesn't care, and you can't deny the father's rights are really lacking in today's court system and, and definitely the, the kids should come first but in my experience they really don't care I mean my, my ex really quickly she, I mean, she, she smokes marijuana around the kids child uh, services have been called on her and they don't care because it's soon to be a legalized drug like the kids have to either be beaten or end up dead before anything's changed and that needs to change
0: ouch I mean this this is a what an indictment what an absolute indictment! We'd lost Scott Taylor for a bit, but you just heard the end of that, Scott.
1: Yeah, I just just heard the end. Um, and and uh, fill me fill me into the first part if you could, Roy.
0: Well, Dallas, give us again a police thirty second version.
1: Yeah, no, basically, um,
3: you know, twenty eight years old, uh, split up. Um, the my, you know my ex has used the kids as leverage. The courts do not care. They they simply do not care. I use legal aid. Um, Something is extreme. Like I said, you you know, smoking marijuana. The child service has been called. They don't care, and primary residence has not been changed.
1: Well, you know what? I I I I feel for you. I mean, I know that legal aid sometimes doesn't cover. All the necessary steps and procedures that are sometimes required, and that that might have affected the outcome. I don't know.
0: But what do you do? I what don't. can you do as a lawyer if you're a fa- you know, Dallas is in Regina? But what what do you what, what can you do as a lawyer?
1: Well, you know what you know what, Roy. What we've been missing, or what's what's missing in this conversation? We've been talking about uh, going to court. We've been talking about trials. We've been talking about lawyers, obviously. But what we're not talking about is how the heck. Do we keep out of court and do this in a way that doesn't involve judges making decisions? As I tell my clients that the court is the worst place possible, you have a complete stranger, the judge, making a decision that's going to impact your life and the life of your partner and the lives of your children based on either some testimony or some affidavit material, that they don't know you. The only people who can make good choices... Are the parties themselves, and this is what we need to do: is emphasize keeping it out of court and getting things like a family mediator involved. Now, that doesn't work all the time. I- I'm not suggesting everything goes to family mediation; everybody ends up uh, having a kumbaya moment at the end. But, but try whatever you can to resolve it without going to court, and that means that means cutting back on the emotional. Issues. If you but, can, and that's that's so important. I mean, if you so can, you're
0: more of a at times you're more of a social worker than, than you are you a know, lawyer.
1: You know, what, you know what, right I tell people, you know, as much as I like to see them in my office, I would actually be happier if they either made up with their their, their spouse or or they resolved it out of court some other way. But, Dallas,
0: do you have <laughs> Dallas? Do you have any hope for the system at all, based on your experience and what what uh, Scott is just saying now?
1: Do I have, sorry, do
3: I have enough? Any,
0: any hope at all for the system?
3: Uh, no. You know, what. the last thing I'll say really quickly, I know you guys are crunched for time, is you know what? When you're talking about staying out of court, yeah, that would be great, but you know what you need to do, and I think I speak for all fathers, and I, you're probably going to hear a lot more of this,
1: is fa- in order
3: for that to stay out of court, fathers need to feel... That they are just, they matter just as much to those kids uh, as the mother does, and that that's the first step before any of that is even remotely possible.
0: Dallas, thank you for the call. Much appreciated. In uh, in Regina, I remember a father on the phone when I was at nine hundred CHML in Hamilton. A father on the phone with me, standing outside a hospital in in Kitchener Waterloo in Kitchener, city of Kitchener, and he he was crying. He was crying, and he said. I'm not allowed to go see my daughter. She's in the hospital. I'm not allowed to go see my daughter. And we were talking about this issue. What am I supposed to do? I'm not allowed to go see my daughter. She's in the hospital. Douglas in Edmonton, go ahead, please.
2: Hi, yes. That was unusual back in the early, early uh, 2000s. I got custody of my 10-year-old daughter. And uh, after that, it went straight downhill. I don't know what alienation was. But I watched this lady with her previous daughter and husband yelling and screaming back and forth. And then It occurred to me recently a check from the uh, court data on their divorce. And what's been happening with me and my daughter was exactly exactly the same and advice I can give is if you're marrying somebody who's gone through a divorce, check out their record. My daughter puts it this way, Dad, on Mother's Day I told you years ago, you're my mother and dad. My daughter hasn't had a mother. School would be knocked down. I've, I've had surgery. My daughter and I have been attacked. And as the prosecutor puts it, you're a man. We don't care.
0: So, so Douglas, y- your situation is you married someone who had been divorced? Uh, yes. And, and And you had a daughter. Yes. And this turned out to be a relationship from hell, as it was. Well, you know and, husband, and this person okay. was not a this person was not a not a parent not not a friend no one to your daughter is that okay. correct
2: mm-hmm. but you know my daughter okay. uh hasn't had a mother because her mother is way off the deep end The okay. You
0: know I have to I have to stop you there Douglas I have to stop you just because of the clock but Scott and thank you so much for your call sir. this always feels like an incomplete sentence you know when we talk about the, the issue of custody support and, and and visitation when I finish with most callers it feels like I'm, I'm abandoning them in the middle of a sentence because we can't come to a satisfactory sort of conclusion or, or, or idea or concept or, or even a sentence. Because it just isn't there, Scott. No,
1: no, no, Roy. And, and basically we're talking about the most important relationships in, in one's life. And and we have, you know, people telling us what we can and what we can't do with the most important person in our life. And when that happens, Roy, there's never a good answer.
0: I know that uh, just from my conversations with you, and I've never talked to any of your clients, but I, my sense is that when you deal with people, they're getting the best and most honest advice they can possibly get. Well, and if they're smart, they'll listen. <laughs>
1: thank you, thank you, Roy. I, I can only try my best. <laughs> yeah,
0: well, I admire you, Scott. Thank you for the time. Thank you, Roy. Underappeal.com is uh, Scott's website. He's in Vancouver, British Columbia. When we come back, we'll go to Chicago. And uh, talk to our buddy Mark Yost, who writes on the business of sport for the Wall Street Journal, for Sports Illustrated, and other magazines. Has written some fantastic books on the business of sport. Just look, at, look up M-A-R-K-Y-W-O-S-T on Amazon.com or .ca. And he's written some uh, great, I call them adventure novels. They're not really sort of Tom Clancy-ish novels, but they're terrific reading. Come back with Mark Yost on the baseball player who said... Take your $13 million and shove it. Stay with us.